bless you, global family. Welcome to our Thursday midweek service. Amen. If you guys have your Bibles, um, please turn to Psalm 89, and we're going to start reading the word in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. It says, I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever. With my mouth will I make known thy faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Thy faithfulness shall thou establish in the very heavens. I have made a covenant with my chosen. I have sworn unto David my servant. Thy seed will I establish forever and build up thy throne to all generations. Selah. And the heavens shall praise thy wonders, O Lord. Thy faithfulness also in the congregation of the saints. For who in the heaven can be compared unto the Lord? Who among the sons of the mighty can be likened unto the Lord? God is greatly to be feared in the assembly of the saints and to be had in reverence of all them that are about him. O Lord God of hosts, who is a strong Lord like unto thee or to thy faithfulness round about thee? Thou rulest the raging of the sea when the waves therefore arise, you still them. Thou hast broken Rahab in pieces as one that is slain. Thou hast scattered thine enemies with thy strong arm. The heavens are thine. The, the earth is also yours. As for the world and the fullness thereof, thou hast founded them. The north and the south, thou hast created them. Tabor and Hermon shall rejoice in thy name. Thou hast a mighty arm. Strong is your hand and high is your right hand. Justice and judgment are the habitation of thy throne. Mercy and truth shall go before thy face. Blessed is the people that know the joyful sound. They shall walk, O Lord, in the light of thy countenance. In thy name shall they rejoice all the day, and in thy righteousness shall they be exalted. For thou art the glory of their strength, and thy favor, our horn, shall be exalted. For the Lord is our defense, and the Holy One is Israel. The Holy One of Israel is our King. When thou spakest in vision to thy Holy One and said, I have laid help upon, upon one that is mighty. I have exalted one chosen out of the people. I, I have found David my servant. With my holy oil have I anointed him. With whom my hand shall be established, my arm also shall strengthen him. The enemy shall not exact upon him, nor the son of wickedness afflict him. I will beat down his foes before his face and plague them that hate him. But my faithfulness and my mercy shall be with him. And in my name, his horn shall be exalted. I will set his hand also in the sea and his right hand in the rivers. He shall cry unto me, thou art my father, my God, and the rock of my salvation. Also, I will make him my firstborn, higher than the kings of the earth. My mercy will I keep for him forevermore and my covenant shall stand fast with him. His seed also will I make to endure forever, and his throne to, as the days of heaven. If his children forsake my law and walk not in my judgments, if they break my statutes and keep not my commandments, then I will visit their transgression with the rod and their iniquity with stripes. Nevertheless, my loving kindness will I not utterly take from him, nor suffer my faithfulness to fail. My covenant will I not break, nor alter the thing that is gone out of my lips. Once have I sworn by my holiness that I will not lie unto David. His seed shall endure forever, and his throne as the sun before me. It shall be established forever as a moon and as a faithful witness in heaven. Selah. And I'll stop there. Church, if you could just please rise to your feet and 
and bow your head in reverence to the Lord. Amen. Father God, we come before you, Lord, and with a heart of, of humility, Lord, and a heart of gratitude, God, for, for everything that you are, Lord. Your word says, Lord God, that your judgment is true, Lord God, and you are justice, Father, and you are mercy, Lord, and you are truth, Lord, and you're the strength, Lord God, of, of our right arm, Lord God. You are a rock of our salvation, Lord. You are the light of our life, Lord Jesus. You are, Father, our firm foundation, Lord. You are, Lord Jesus, here with us tonight, Lord. You are, Father, the one whom our soul, Lord, desires, Lord. You're the only one, Father, who's sufficient for us, Lord. In you, Lord Jesus, we found, we found, Lord, the fullness of life, Lord God. In you, Father, we found the joy, Lord God, of our salvation, Father. In you, Lord Jesus, we have found that peace, Lord God, that the world cannot offer, Lord. In you, Father God, we found, Lord God, salvation, Lord God. And I thank you, Lord God, that just as you chose David, Lord Jesus, to be your chosen servant, Lord, I have faith, Lord God, that you've called each one of us, Lord. Those who have proclaimed, Lord, that you are a God, Lord, that you are a Lord, Lord Jesus. You also come and you anoint our heads, Lord Jesus, with your oil from heaven, Lord God. You come, Lord God, and, and you make your presence known, Lord God, in this house, Lord. And as a church, Father, we ask, Lord, that, that tonight, Lord, you allow us to feel, Lord God, the weight of your glory, Lord. That you allow us to feel your presence, Lord God. That you allow us, Father God, to just dwell with you, Lord, and be where you're at, Lord God. That you allow us, Father God, to sing melodies unto you, Lord, and, and perfume, Lord, your throne room, Lord, with a fresh, Lord God, fragrance, Lord. One, Lord God, that pleases your heart, Lord God. One that makes you rejoice, Lord Jesus. Because I know, Father, that you search for a people, Lord, that is humble, Lord. You search for a people, Lord, that loves you, Lord, and, and loves your commandments, Lord. Loves everything about you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for this night, Lord God. We recognize, Lord, that it's only by your mercy, Lord, and by your grace, God, that we can stand here tonight, Lord God, that we can lift our hands up to you, Lord, that we can just say thank you, Abba, thank you, Abba, because it's only by you, Lord God, that we can see you as our Father, Lord, that we can see you, Lord God, as, as our best friend, Lord, as our comforter, Lord, that we can see you, Lord God, as, as a true God, Lord, as a living God, Lord God. Now we know, Father, that when you rose from that grave, Lord Jesus, that now you stand, Lord God, at the right hand of the Father, that you sit on that throne, Lord Jesus, waiting for the right time to come back, Lord. Prepare your church, Lord God, not just here, Lord, but, but all around the world, Father. Prepare your bride, Lord Jesus, to, to be blameless before your sight, Lord God, without wrinkle, Lord, without spot, Lord, without blemish, God. That we can join, Lord Jesus, the saints and the angels and cry out, holy, 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 Lord. And we can cry that, Lord, with assurance, Lord, that, that the God that we serve is holy, Lord. And we understand, Lord, that only you are holy, Lord. That only you are worthy, God. To be praised, to be exalted, to be honored, to be glorified, God, it's only you, Lord. That nothing, Father, in this world, Lord Jesus, can can come and satisfy us, Lord. Nothing, Father, can come and fill us the way that you have, Lord. 
that you take, Father God, a group of broken people, Lord, and, and you put us back together, God, in a way that glorifies you, Lord. Continue to work in this house, Lord. Raise up, Father God, our pastor, Lord, the men of this house, Lord God, the woman, Lord Jesus, the children, God, the elders, Lord God. You've called us each to be members, Lord God, of your body, Lord. And I love, Lord Jesus, how your word says, Lord, that you use everything, Lord God. You use the hands, Lord, the eyes, the ears, Lord, the feet, Lord. Nothing, Father God, is too little for you, Lord. You delight, Father God, in, in the foolish things, Lord. You love the humble, Lord Jesus. But your heart is far from the proud, Lord God. Continue, Lord Jesus, to humble us, Lord God, before your presence, Lord. Continue, Father, to, to have your way in us, Lord, to complete that good work, Lord Jesus, so that we can see you face to face, Lord God. Use this church, Father God, as your hands and feet out there in the world, Lord, to bring back, Lord God, those that belong in your house, Lord, the prodigal sons and daughters, Lord Jesus, those that don't even know, Father, that they belong to you, Lord. Continue, Father, using this church, Lord, to to go out there and feed, Lord God, the orphan and the widow, Lord God. For those, Father, children that don't have anything, Lord. For those elders, Father, who have been abandoned, Lord. Use this house, Lord God. Use your global body, Father, to, to do more for you, Lord. To seek you more in the spiritual, God. To seek you more, Lord God, through prayer, Lord, and through your precious word, God. I know, Father, that you're here, Lord. I know, Lord God, that your peace, Lord God, is surrounding each one of us, Lord. I know, Father, that you'll accept this melody tonight, Father, the worship of your people, Lord. So we pray over the word, Papa, and we ask, Lord God, that, that you be in the word, Lord Jesus, that you use your servant, Father God, and you speak through her, Lord God, tonight, Lord. A word, Lord God, of correction, Lord, a word of exhortation, Lord God. And open our hearts to receive it, Lord God. To change our ways, Father God. Open, Father God, our spiritual ears to understand, Lord. Give us, Lord God, that understanding that can only come from you, Lord. And Lord Jesus, just like Jeremiah said, Lord God. Make her bones, Lord God, burn with fire, Lord God. Because she knows, Lord Jesus, that this word, Father, needs to go out, Lord God. Put, Father God, your words upon her lips, Lord Jesus. Put your spirit, Lord God, upon her, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, for everybody here by name, Lord. Those that couldn't make it, Lord God, and those that are tuning in, Father God. And those that we wait for, Lord God, to return to your house, Lord. We praise your name, Lord, and we glorify you tonight, Lord. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Join us on your feet while we sing Hosanna. Lift up your voices, lift up your hands. Don't be afraid to enter into the presence of the Lord. Amen. Yeah. 
Lift up a new song, church. Lift up a new song to the Lord. Receive the praise. Receive the praise. Receive. 
to the presence of the Lord Church. Minister to us, Lord.
Voice Church. to you. 
deserve the power. You deserve all the honor and all the strength, Lord. You deserve the dominion, Lord. Lord, help our eyes, Lord God, not to shut, Lord, nor our eyelids to slumber, Lord, until we have prepared you a place, a dwelling place for you, Lord, a habitation for you, Lord. sleep, Lord God, until we prepare you a home, Lord, where you dwell amongst your people, oh God, because you're worthy, Lord. You deserve the glory, Lord. You deserve the glory of your people, Lord. That's why we sing to you, Lord. You deserve the glory, the honor, and the strength. we bless your holy name. You deserve the glory and the honor. Lord, we lift our hands in worship as we bless your
Lord Jesus, for your presence, Lord. Thank you for who you are, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for being the Holy One, Lord God, the Mighty One of Israel, Lord Jesus. Thank you for your presence, Lord God. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that your strings of mercy, Lord, have fallen upon us, Lord Jesus, in your house, Lord. You're welcome, Lord God, into your home, Lord God, that you dwell amongst your people, Lord Jesus, and that you, Lord God, weigh our hearts today, Lord, and that you see, Lord God, that our hearts are pure before you, Lord God. We surrender all of this into your throne of mercy, Lord God. Lord Jesus, fill the lips, Lord God, of our pastora, Lord Jesus, that you, Lord God, baptize her, Lord Jesus, through your Holy Spirit, Lord God, that your tongues of fire, Lord God, be poured out, Lord, and you take this word, Lord Jesus, to the four corners of the earth, Lord God. And that you, Lord Jesus, edify your house today, Lord. And that you correct our ways, Lord God, to be able to follow you, Lord, on that narrow path of righteousness, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for all that you're doing, Lord. And we'll continue doing in this ministry, Lord, and in our lives, Lord God. We surrender all of this in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And WBG Church says, Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God in the highest. Amen. As we are going through the announcements, amen. We are... Son, 
and the Holy Spirit. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust does corrupt and where thieves do not break through nor steal. Verse 21 says, for where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Amen. So why don't we put this word in the hands of our king, amen, that he may bless it, that he may speak to each one of us, amen. And let us make sure that we are attentive, amen, that we are here present, that we may discern the word that God has for us tonight, amen. Lord God, I want to thank you for this moment, Lord. I thank you, Father God, for this time, Lord Jesus, that you've opened up, Lord, that we may be once again in your presence, Heavenly Father. I thank you, Father God, for these moments, Lord, that I treasure so deeply in my heart, Lord. I thank you, Father God, for allowing us, Father God, to fellowship, Lord Jesus, through your Holy Spirit, Father God, in the unity of the brethren, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father God, for visiting this house, Lord Jesus, for taking of your precious time, Lord Jesus, to edify us tonight, Lord. Continue to build us up, Father God. Continue to instruct us through your word, Lord Jesus. Help us, Father God, to be attentive, Father God, to be a, a discerning spirit, Lord Jesus. Allow us, Father God, to spiritually discern the word that you have for us tonight, Lord Jesus. I ask, Father God, that you connect, Father God, every scripture, Father God, together, Lord. It is your word that we preach tonight, Father God. It is your word of instruction, of exhortation, Lord. A word that sets the captives free, Lord Jesus. A word that transforms lives, Lord Jesus. I know you, Father God, for being a loving and righteous father. I know you, Father God, for being compassionate and forgiving, Lord Jesus. Allow us to treasure this time, Father God, in your presence, Lord. Allow us to connect, Father God. Allow us, Father God, to see, Lord Jesus, the things that you are doing on our behalf, Father God. Many times we come in, Father God, hungry and thirsty, Father God, needing, Father God, to hear that word, Lord Jesus, that will deliver us, Father God, that word, Father God, that will lift us up, Lord Jesus, that word, Father God, that will push us to have the faith, Lord, that you have, Lord Jesus. Help us, Father God, to continue living, Father God, your commandments, Lord Jesus. Help us, Father God, to embody your testimony, Lord Jesus. Help us, Father God, to go out there, Father God, and preach this everlasting gospel, Lord, of salvation, Lord. Help us continue, Father God, to feed the orphans and the widows, Father God, all those in distress, Lord Jesus. Guide us in this hour, Father God, through your Holy Spirit, Lord Jesus. Awaken the spirit that's inside of each one of us, Lord Jesus. Allow this word, Father God, to be taken, Father God, every place, Father God, to every corner, to every continent, Lord Jesus. All over the world, Father God, that new ears may listen to this word of transformation, Lord, this word of hope, Lord. Lord Jesus, we put everything, Father God, in your precious throne, Lord. You be the one to speak tonight, Father God. You be the one to edify us, Lord Jesus, as your house, Lord, that you are building up here in Ukaipa, Lord Jesus. Let it be your will, Father God. We ask all these things in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And the church of God says, amen and amen. Amen. Take a seat, church. Well, today as we continue reading the gospel of Matthew, we start at reading Matthew chapter 6 verses 20 through 21. And I'm going to read this again for you, amen, for all those who missed it. The word of God says, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, amen. Not treasures here on earth, right, where someone can come and steal your car, right. Many people spend so much money, so much money on 
vehicles that cost over $100,000, on mansions that cost millions of dollars. But that is where their heart is at. But the word of God is encouraging us tonight, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust does corrupt and where thieves do not break through nor steal. No one likes to be invaded. No one likes their privacy to be invaded. When the thief comes in and disrupts your house, what does it cause you to feel? It causes you to feel anger, right? How can someone come in and steal what I've worked so hard for? How can someone come in without even knocking on my door and just enter without my permission and come and remove and take away that that I have worked so hard for? Well, that's what God is telling us tonight. Do not lay up riches here on earth, but make sure that you're building treasures in heaven, amen, where neither moth nor rust does come to corrupt or contaminate or invade and where thieves do not break through nor steal. Amen, church? For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. I know that in these past 21 days, God has been really speaking to our heart as a church, as a bride, as a women here in Without Borders Global Church, God has really pushed us to examine our walk with him. Amen. How intentional is our walk with the Lord? Are we really living the word of God and are we being put to evidence? Many people out there want to come in and say, are these people really Christians? Have these people really been saved? Are these people who they say they are because they come and represent themselves and they deliver the word? But are they really living what they preach? Amen, church? We have to make sure that we treasure this word. This word is better than gold. It's everlasting hope. It's a gospel, amen, that will teach you right from wrong. It's a gospel, amen, church, that will take you into spiritual heights that we've never been before. People want to continue growing out there in corporate America and just growing and increasing in knowledge, human knowledge and understanding. But we have the treasure from the Lord Wisdom, knowledge, understanding, spiritual discernment. Amen, church? And that is what we should be treasuring. And I want to take you to the book of Jeremiah chapter 2. Amen? Jeremiah chapter 2, verses 1 through 6. Amen? And let me know when you're there, church. I want to hear a shout of praise in the house of God tonight. Amen? Hallelujah. Jeremiah chapter 2, verses 1 through 6. Let's read. Moreover, the word, Lord, moreover, it says, the word of the Lord came to me saying, am I reading Jeremiah chapter 2, verses 1 through 6? It's probably Proverbs. I'm reading Proverbs. But let me take you here. This is what the word of God says. My son, if thou will receive my words and hide my commandments with thee, so that thou incline thy ear unto wisdom and apply thy heart to understanding. Verse 3 says, Yea, if thou criest after knowledge and lift up the voice for understanding, if thou seekest her as silver and searchest for her as for the hidden treasures, then shall, there we are, Proverbs chapter 2, we're reading verse 5, amen. 
Then shall thou understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. Verse 6, I love what verse 6 says. For the Lord gives wisdom and out of his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. So when we are being presented with the word of the Lord, he's giving us words. And he's telling us, store up my commandments. Make sure you inscribe my commandments in the tablet of your heart. There's so many of us that read the commandments and we say, Lord, today we just only want to live five of these commandments. We only want to apply five of these commandments today because we don't want to live. We don't want to live this perfect life with you. But God is telling us, if you hear my words, then you will apply my words unto your lives. Amen, church? Look at what verse 2 says. So that thou incline thy ear to hear wisdom. Amen. And apply thy heart to understanding. So our ears hear wisdom from the Lord and our heart applies understanding. Verse 3 says, if thou cries after knowledge and lifts up thy voice for understanding. And if thou seeks her as silver and searches after her for the hidden treasures, then shall then shall you understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom and out of his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. What beautiful treasures God delivers to his people. Amen, church. I find this to be so inspiring in the way that so many people come and they want to be scholarly correct. So many people want to come in and always edify the church with these big words that many of the times they're pulling out the dictionary to see how smart they sound. But see, the word of God is very simple. God wants us to understand what he is teaching to us. He wants us to understand what he is clarifying for us that we may go out there and teach it to the world. Amen. That is why we have so many prestigious colleges like Harvard teaching you a handful of lies. People just pouring out so much money because they want the resume to say, I was a student at Harvard. I graduated from Harvard. We have to be careful not to set our eyes or our ears or our heart to that type of understanding, that type of knowledge. Because so many people want to hear, hey, where did you graduate from? I want to make sure that I let the whole world that I, I am a student of the world. Word of Christ. Amen, church? You know when graduation comes for us will be the day that he returns for his people. Amen? That is when we will be graduating. Amen? So many people want to do these big things out there and, and, and have all these great accolades and recognitions. But see, here God doesn't share his glory with anyone, not even with the prophets, not even with King David. The glory belongs to him. And that is why he's teaching us to examine ourselves and examine our heart, to examine our mind. What are we really treasuring from the word of the Lord? Are we really living the word of the Lord? Are we applying his word in our daily walk with him? Are we really teaching, comprehending what God is teaching us through his word? We have to make sure that we understand it. Let me take you to Hebrews chapter 11. Amen, church? We're going to be reading today Hebrews chapter 11. 
I know that many times I've encountered people who have told me, Sister D, I wish I, wish I was smart. And I have to correct them when they tell me those things because God has made us to be smart. God has given us great gifts. Amen. We were made by him and we carry so much of Christ in us. And we have to understand that when we come in and we accept God and we accept this calling that we only continue to increase spiritually. God has not made us to be dumb. God has not made us to think that we're not good enough. God is telling us you are more than good enough for me. I've called you. I will visit you. I'm the one that is teaching you to continuously grow, but grow in my word. There's sound doctrine in this word, amen? There's so much faith to take from it and be able to live out that faith just like Moses did, just like Abraham did, amen? Just like those people that we've read here in scripture. But it's time for us to really understand what God is teaching us, amen? Hebrews chapter 11, verses 24 and on. Look at what the word of God says. By faith, Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. 26. Esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. For he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. 27 says, by faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king. For he endured as seeing him who is invisible. Hallelujah. Verse 28 says, through faith he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood. Lest he that destroyed the firstborn should touch them. Verse 29 says, by faith they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land, which the Egyptians assigned to do were drowned. Amen? Look at this. When you enter the kingdom of God, amen, we have to live out this calling, church. Today I'm bringing a word of remembrance. Amen? God wants to remind us of all the things he's done for us, amen? And I feel that in these past 21 days, there was many things that God needed to remind us. Why we've been called, why we're here serving the Lord, why we shouldn't give up, amen? We may not see all these chairs filled up yet, but there will come a season, there will come the moment, the design time in the Lord where this house will be full, that there will be no more room, amen? Because he's preparing the vessels, the strong pillars in this house. But we have to really understand where is our heart at? What are we storing up? Are we storing up the treasure of faith? And are we living it out? Are we storing up the riches of the word? And are we making sure that we're preaching about this everywhere we go? Every time that I have the opportunity to leave my home, I'm excited. I'm like a small child because I want to be speaking to people, especially new people who know nothing about the Lord. I want them to understand what he's done for us, what he's done for me, and what he could do for them. 
Amen, church? So we have to have that type of excitement like a child, amen, to go out there and preach this word, this sound doctrine, to live it out with faith, with boldness, and with courage. Where are your treasures? Are you looking back and saying, Lord, but I, I left my corporate job. But, Lord, I left the title. Lord, I left my desk. Lord, I left all this material wealth behind. God is saying continue moving forward. Continue pushing forward. There's greater riches that I have for you, says the Lord. Let's not look back, church. This is not the time for us to be looking back. This is the time for us to be increasing in the Beautiful treasures that God has left us through this word. That's why I love Hebrews 11.24. Because the word of God says that by faith, Moses, when he was come to years, that means that it doesn't matter how old you are. You may be 70 looking at us tonight and you're thinking like, Sister D, I'm too old. No, you're not. You're not old. With God, there is no age restriction. Amen. God will call you at any age. There's still strength in us. There's still courage in us. We can still discern the times. We know what's taking place. If you have the time right now to be seeing what God is preaching at this hour and you're connecting with other believers, then I know that God has a purpose in your life and that he will use your life for his glory. Amen, church. By faith, Moses, when he was come to years, he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He didn't want that title. He said, I, don't, I shouldn't be known for that. So many people live off titles they want to know as the great evangelists. They want to be known as these great prophets. They want to be known as these great leaders. But God is saying, be simple. I know you by name. Who are we to have that type of title inside the kingdom of the Lord? We're no one. We're no one. Amen. So let us make sure that we reserve the reverence for our king because he deserves all the glory. And I believe that Moses understood that because he said, hey, I refuse to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. I want no connection to Egypt. I want no connection to Pharaoh's house because that's where God took me out from because my own were suffering. My own were captive. My own were in bondage. And God has raised me up to believe that he will use my life for his glory. Amen. That is why he refused. So let that go. Let everything from your past, just let it go. There's so many people holding on to just a bank of memories from the past. Maybe previous relationships. Things that happened in the past that you wish you could return to. Let all that go in the name of Jesus. It won't edify you. You can't be taken back to those times, church. We can't be taken back to those times. I enjoy where God has us now in this season. I say, Lord, thank you because you removed me from all those things that were only pushing me away from you. To be in your presence, to understand your word, to be preparing my temple and my house. And to be preparing ourselves as a global bride for his coming. I love verse 25. It says, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God. He was so comfortable in Egypt, right? Full on AC, right? The best schools, right? He was probably wearing the best attire in those days, eating the best food, enjoying banquets, right? Attending every after party that there was, right? Being trained in the best, right? And he said, no. What am I doing? What am I doing here? 
I don't belong here. This is not my place. But he says he chose to suffer affliction with the people of God. That is why I don't understand why people say, I don't want to suffer, Sister D. Well, I'm sorry to be the bearer of bad news. You will suffer. You will suffer for his name. We will suffer for his name. He chose to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Are we discerning that word, church? Hallelujah. Esteeming the reproach of Christ, greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. For he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. Do we know that we will be rewarded once we get to heaven? We will only suffer just for a moment. Tribulation will be just for a moment. Affliction, trials, those desert storms and valleys, loneliness will be only for a moment. Only for a moment. We are better to endure those trials. We are better to endure those afflictions with him. He sees us through church. He's there with us. When we cry, he's right there with us. When we bow the knee, he's right there with us. When we call upon his name, he answers. We have all, and we have everything with him. We have everything we need with God. I don't know why we go out there and, and we look for answers through social media, through false prophets and teachers. I do not understand why we do that. That is why tonight God is giving us a word of remembrance. If God has taken us out of Egypt, there's no need for us to be looking back. If God removed bad apples from your, from your path, there's no need for you to be dialing the phone number or chatting with these people. They will not edify you. They're probably going to be the ones to hold you back. It's time for us to really correct ourselves and examine our walk with the Lord and say, Lord, I need you to purge those things out from within me. Lord, continue to work inside of me that I may go out there and actually knock on their doors and say, hey, Jesus loves you. Jesus needs you. Would you like to give your life to Christ tonight? That is our known duty, church. How many of us know that that's our known duty? Are we still waiting for word to come our way when it's time for us that we have all the treasures, all the heavenly treasures that God has given us. If only we'd open up scripture, we would fully understand the greatness of our king and everything he has to deliver to each one of us. Amen, church? Look at what it says. Verse 27, by faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king. For he endured as seeing him who is invisible. He believed. He believed. And although he had a difficult time when God confronted him in the burning bush and he called him by his name. Right? And he said, get rid of all that that you bring out of Egypt because you are standing on holy ground. He had excuses with him. Like many of us do. Many excuses. Lord, I'm not good enough. Lord, will they even believe when I present myself in front of Pharaoh? Will he believe that you are with me? And what did he tell him? You tell him that the great I am is with me. The great I am is with us, church. And that is why he said, hey, it doesn't matter if I have to present myself 
in front of Pharaoh. I will do it because I have faith. He's the one that called me. He's the one that appointed me in this time, in this generation. And God has called each one of us to do the right thing. Amen? So let's make sure that we are consistently reading scripture. That we are consistently involved in the things of Christ. Amen? Because many of the times we forget and this is what I keep preaching to the women in this house. Don't forget what God has done these past 21 days. Will we go back to the things that he took us out from? Or will we continue contemplating in his presence, looking for him, getting up early, spending time to be with him because we're grateful for the things he's done. And we are waiting for the time that he comes back. Amen? Verse 28 says, through faith. He kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood, lest he that destroyed the firstborn should touch them. And by faith, they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land, which the Egyptians assigned to do were drowned. See, this word is the one to cover us. This word is the one to lead us and to protect us. But it's how we spend this time of development with our king. Amen, church? So we need to get out of Babylon. It's time for us to exit Babylon. Pastor continues to preach about this. He's told us what Babylon is. And it's time for us to preach this message to the world that it is time to get out of Babylon. Amen, church? We've been studying the book of Revelations. We know so much of scripture, but it's what we understand and how we preach it to those that don't understand it yet. Let's go to Jeremiah chapter 10. Why are we quiet today in the house of the Lord? Can I get a praise in the house of God? Amen. Can I get a praise in the house of God? Hallelujah. Jeremiah chapter 10 verses 1 through 16. You there? All right. Hear ye the word which the Lord speaks unto you, O house of Israel. Thus says the Lord, learn not the way of the heathen, and be not dismayed at the signs of heaven. For the heathen are dismayed at them. For the customs of the people are vain. For one cuts a tree out of the forest. The work of the hands of the workmen with the axe. Verse 4 says, they deck it with silver and with gold. They fasten it with nails and with hammers that it move not. Verse 5 says, they are upright as the palm tree but speak not. They must needs be born because they cannot go. Be not afraid of them, for they cannot do evil. Neither also is it in them to do good. So what is the world teaching? What is good? Let's do that as evil, right? So nowadays we're seeing a generation that calls good evil and evil good. That is why God is saying, get out of their customs, move away, separate yourselves from even the things that they do, how they work this land. 
how they farm in the fields, right? The way they speak, the way they dress, the way they think, the way they reason. Why? That is not the way that God is developing his children. That is not the instruction that God is giving us. God wants us to separate ourselves and leave the world customs with the world. That we may be that light that rises up in this time. Amen, church? It's time for us to leave all those things. That is why it's so hard to distinct a believer from a non-believer. Because now the believer dresses like the world. Now the believer preaches like the world. Now the believer walks just like the world. It's really hard to, to see where is that separation between the light and the darkness. It's really hard nowadays when people tell me, Sister D, I'm Christian too. Oh, really? What kind of Christian are you? Oh, I go to church on Sunday, Sister D. Oh, wonderful. Do you love God's word? Do you submit yourself to God's commandments? That's really hard, Sister D. Do you drink? Yeah, once in a while. Do you smoke? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now it's, now it's legal, Sister D. Hmm. I fear for your salvation, brother and sister, because you're still flirting with the world. And God wants us to exit from there. Many people will tell you it's okay to drink because my leaders do it. It's okay to speak just like the world because you need to sound hip inside of church. You will attract more of the youth if you guys sound more hip and if you dress more hip. I just say, no, how can truth mingle with error? How can the light and darkness work together? That's impossible, right? So we got to leave all those bad habits, that language from the world, just like Moses did. He said, no, I don't want to be known as Pharaoh's son. I don't want to be known where they can trace me back to Egypt. I'd rather be known as one that endures affliction for his name's sake. I'd rather be known for someone who really lives out their faith, for someone that's out there preaching the word. I'd rather be known for the kingdom of Jesus Christ. Amen? That is what God is reminding us today. Verse 6 says, For as much as there is none like unto thee, O Lord, thou art great. And thy name is great in might. So do we serve a great king? Yes, we do. Because the word of God says, thou art great and thy name is great in might. Verse 7 says, who would not fear thee, O king of nations? For to thee does it appertain for as much as among all the wise men of the nations and in all their kingdoms, there is none like unto thee. Let's continue reading. Verse 8. But they are altogether brutish and foolish. The stock is a doctrine of vanities. Right? So what kind of doctrine do we have? We have the sound doctrine. What does the world preach? A doctrine of Vanities. Why don't you treasure up Bentleys? Treasure up mansions in Beverly Hills. Treasure up fame. Treasure up riches. Make sure that you go out there and you buy a Rolex, right? Isn't that what the world is teaching? 
even our times, this generation, to have more and more and more and more. And you have all this wealth built up here on earth, and yet you have no knowledge of God. Yet you bow the knee to honor a Hollywood star, to honor the Pope, and you have no connection with the Lord. Because the world teaches a doctrine of vanities. But we have the sound doctrine, holy doctrine, right? One that is not contaminated, one that has no fault or error. And yet it's so hard for us to continue subjecting ourselves, the flesh, that we may live out this word holy in righteousness for our king. How many of us tonight can say, Lord, I need you to continue working inside of me. We need of him, church. I'm not the only one here. I'm not the only one crying out in desperation. Lord, I need you to rid me of all evil. Rid me of all those things that still connect me to my past. Rid me of all those things, Lord, that the flesh desires. We need more of you that you may increase in our lives, that we may decrease. Amen, church. Can I get a witness in the house of God? Let's continue reading. Verse 9 says, Silver spread into plates is brought from Tarshish and gold from Euphaz. The work of the workmen and of the hands of the founder. Blue and purple is their clothing and they are all the work of cunning men. Verse 10 says, but the Lord is a true God. He is the living God and an everlasting king. And at his wrath, the earth shall tremble, and the nations shall not be able to abide his indignation. Verse 11 says, Thus shall ye say unto them, The gods that have not made the heavens and the earth, even they shall perish from the earth and from under these heavens. He has made the earth by his power, and he has established the world by his wisdom and has stretched out the heavens by his discretion. When he utters his voice, there is a multitude of waters in the heavens, and he causes the vapors to ascend from the ends of the earth. He makes lightnings with rain and brings forth the wind out of his treasures. And every man is brutish in his knowledge. Every founder is confounded by the graven image, for his molten image is falsehood, and there is no breath in them. They are vanity and the work of errors in the time of their visitation. They shall This to me tells me that I should not be holding on to anything that will be destroyed in that hour. Amen? There's things that we're still holding on to. There's things that we say, oh, this is our prized possession. There's many people that have received acknowledgments, maybe a, a baseball or a bat with a signature of one of their most valuable, right? players and they hold on to that like that were gold and they go up to it every night and they clean it 
and they make sure it doesn't have any dust. And they treasure that because it has physical value. Yet alone the word of God that has so much value, eternal salvation, everlasting hope. Why does it collect dust in our bookshelves? Why is it sitting in our desk or even in our cars? Not even read or opened up just to acknowledge how powerful the word of God is. Can I get a witness in the house of God tonight, church? I feel that we have to continue pushing ourselves and acknowledge what God has for us in these days. We are living the last days. Prophecies being fulfilled in front of us. And we have to push ourselves to read the word of God, to find these spiritual treasures, to open up the voice of the Lord and hear the heavens proclaiming the wonder and the glory of the Lord. All of this is vanity. People pour out so much of their wealth, but there's so much corruption. There's so much contamination. There's so much pollution. And with God, everything is real. There's nothing here that's been contaminated. There's no falsehood in this. God is real. God is who he said he is. Do we believe him with all of our hearts, with all of our might, with all of our strength? Do we believe every word that has been left here for us, for our own edification, spiritual development? Here we get to learn. We don't get to say we're scholars. We learn daily the word of the Lord. We learn more about his character. We learn more about his heart. We learn more about ourselves and the things we have to correct in our lives. Starting from the leaders all the way down to the smallest one in this house. Amen, church. Let's continue reading Jeremiah chapter 51. Can I get a praise in the house of the Lord? Hallelujah. Jeremiah chapter 51, verses 1 through 10. Amen. Look at what the word of God says. Thus says the Lord, behold, I will raise up against Babylon and against them that dwell in the midst of them that rise up against me a destroying wind. And will send unto Babylon fanners that shall fan her and shall empty her land for in the day of trouble, they shall be against her round about. Verse 3 says, against him that bends, let the archer bend his, his bow. And against him that lifts himself up in his brindredin, and spare ye not for her young men, destroy ye utterly all her host. Verse 4 says, thus the slain shall fall in the land of the Chaldeans, and they that are thrust through in her streets. For Israel has not been forsaken, nor Judah of his God, of the Lord of hosts, though their land was filled with sin against the Holy One of Israel. Verse 6 says, Flee out of the midst of Babylon, and deliver every man his soul. Be not cut off in her iniquity, for this is the time of the Lord's vengeance. He will render unto her a recompense. So we have a reward in heaven. God will render Babylon recompense. Amen. Babylon has been a golden cup in the Lord's hand. 
that made all the earth drunken. The nations have drunken of her wine, and therefore the nations are mad. Verse 8 says, Babylon is suddenly fallen and destroyed. Howl for her. Take balm for her pain. If so, she may be healed. Verse 9 says, we would have been healed. We would have healed Babylon, but she's not healed. Forsake her and let us go, everyone, into his own country. For her judgment reaches unto heaven and is lifted up even to the skies. Verse 10 says, the Lord has brought forth our righteousness. Come and let us declare in Zion the work of the Lord our God. Amen, church? There's so much happening around us. There's a lot of false doctrines, right? And so many people are idolizing things made out of gold, made out of silver, made out of stone, right? Made out of wood. People will say, hey, this goddess, the goddess Diana. Remember when we read, when we read the, the book of Acts, when the apostles were going in there and Paul came in and he stirred up the crowd, right? Because there was so much idolatry. And there's so much idolatry happening in this day and age. It's only increased. And so many people are being pulled out from the house of God to just go out there and worship false idols and believe false doctrines. You have so many people prophesying inside of churches what people just want to hear and say, oh, this word is just sweet for me. I have to believe this one. I have to believe that God is one that will give me mansions here on earth. I have to believe this word of prophecy that God will give me and he will clothe me of the best. Well, I will go out there and I will have Prada. I will have all these expensive brands that people may see the way that I dress, the way that I serve, that people will come and serve me. And God says, no, 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 that's not what I'm teaching. We need to get ourselves out of that mindset because there's many people around us that walk just like that. And now it's inside the house of the Lord and we have to be very careful of what we bring into the house of the Lord. We have to make sure that we recognize when we associate ourselves with people that say that they're walking with the Lord, but we shall be known by our fruits. How can we believe someone Who's, pro who's professing to know the Lord when they are doing the contrary. People that will come and tell you, hey, you need to pay reverence to these people here because they sing well. You need to pay reverence. Make sure you send your tithes and offering to this prophet of the Lord because they have a great relationship with the Lord. God is no respecter of men. I'm here to tell you that. God is no respecter of men. We all have been given the opportunity to have a real relationship with the Lord where we can all hear his voice, where we can all read of his word freely, and he will do miracles on our behalf. We don't need men or women to come and show us what the word already tells us. The word of prophecy. 
people are out there just giving themselves to all these heresies and false worship and doctrines and idolatry. And God is saying, get out of her, my people, because judgment starts in my house. We have to correct ourselves. If there's still things that we're, that we're fighting with and we're fighting with the flesh, I'm here to give you a solution. Get on your knees. Prayer. Prayer is an essential in our daily walk with the Lord. Fasting is an essential piece for us to get rid of all bondage, of all curses, of all those yokes that have carried us on for all these years. And that is why we are always fighting with the flesh. Because the flesh wants to overtake the spirit and the spirit is fighting against the flesh. And God is saying, out, out of that mindset, out of that bondage. Out of that way of living and thinking. It's not okay for men to be watching naked women. It's not okay. It's not okay for women to be lusting after men. If you're married, young women, take care of yourselves. Don't idolize yourself. Worried about what you're going to wear tomorrow, how you're going to look, how much you eat. God isn't pleased with those things. God wants us to have an intimate relationship with him. Live for him. That the world may see God in us. That is what God wants. That's why he continuously works inside of each one of us to correct us. We need correction daily. Many of us go back to that vomit. We go back to those things that God took us out of. But today's a day of salvation. Today's a day where God will set us free if we need his healing hand tonight, church. If we need of his healing hands tonight. Amen? Let's continue reading Proverbs chapter 10, verse 2. Treasures of wickedness profit nothing, but righteousness delivers from death. I want to repeat that verse to you. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 2 says, Treasures of wickedness profit nothing, but righteousness delivers from death. People see us as merchandise. People want to take away from us what God has entrusted us with. God has made us good stewards of our life, of our walk with him, even of our financial resources, of our families, of the ministry that he's given us. And there's people out there that look at us like another number. I'm going to take advantage of this individual. And God is telling us through his word that the treasures of wickedness, they profit nothing. But righteousness delivers us from death. We got to walk in this word. Amen. Let's go to Isaiah. I want to give you guys an example of how God can raise up anyone. Isaiah chapter 45, verses 1 through 8. I know many of you guys have already read the scriptures that I am bringing to your remembrance tonight. But God has a special calling for each one of us. And I just love the way that he worked with King Cyrus, the king of Persia, in those days. Isaiah chapter 45, verses 1 through 8. Let me know when you're there, church. Amen? Isaiah 45, verses 1 through 8. Thus says the Lord to his anointed, to Cyrus, whose right hand I have holden, to subdue nations before him, 
and I will loose the loins of kings to open before him the two leaved gates, and the gates shall not be shut. I will go before thee and make the crooked places straight. I will break in pieces the gates of brass and cut in sunder the bars of iron. And I will give thee the treasures of darkness and hidden riches of secret places that thou mayest know that I, the Lord, which call thee by thy name, am the God of Israel. Did he not come to confirm who he was? He said, I, the God of Israel, I am the one that called you by name. Verse 4 says, for Jacob, my servant's sake, and Israel, my elect, I have even called thee by thy name. I have surnamed thee, though thou hast not known me. Verse 5 says, I am the Lord, and there is none else. There is no God beside me. I girded thee, though thou hast not known me. Verse 6 says, that they may know from the rising of the sun and from the west that there is none beside me. I am the Lord and there is none else. Do we know that today, church? I am the Lord and there is none else. Hallelujah. Verse 7 says, I form the light and create darkness. I make peace and create evil. I, the Lord, do all these things. Verse 8 says, drop down, ye heavens, from above, and let the skies pour down righteousness. Let the earth open, and let them bring forth salvation, and let righteousness spring up together. I, the Lord, have created it. But woe unto him that strives with his maker. Let the potsherd strive with the potsherds of the earth. Shall the clay say to him that fashions it, what makest thou or thy work? He has no hands. But woe unto him that says unto his father, what begettest thou? Or to the woman, what hast thou brought forth? Let's read verse 11. Thus says the Lord, the Holy One of Israel and his maker Ask me of things to come concerning my sons and concerning the work of my hands. Command ye me. So who are we serving? We are serving the God of Israel. We are serving the God of Abraham, the God of Moses. We are serving the God of Israel. And he has shown himself to be worthy. He has shown himself through his word to be holy. He has shown himself to be real. And we believe in his word. We believe that he will be coming back soon. But it's time for us to leave everything that he took us out from where it belongs. Not in our lives. We weren't made for Egypt. We weren't made for bondage. We weren't made for slavery. We weren't made for sin, church. We were made to be holy just like him. So let him perfect his will in your life tonight. Let us be reminded of all those things he's done in our lives. I'm 39 years old. And I can tell you there's a handful of things that God has done in my life. 
And I'm not ashamed to proclaim the gospel. I'm not ashamed to live out the gospel. I love the Lord because he first loved me. I love his word. I love his word because his word loves me. It corrects me. It finds me where I most needed. In those difficult seasons, I have a connection with this word because it comes to restore me. It removes brokenness. It helps me understand who God really is. We have to live out this word with faith. We have to be courageous, even with those that come out and they just want to come and throw stones at us. We have to see them with eyes of love and compassion and forgiveness because we were there once, church. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's read Proverbs chapter 21. I'm almost done. I just felt in my spirit to bring these words of, of instruction. Words of remembrance because we tend to be forgetful. How many of us forget? All of us, right? So we have to be reminded. Proverbs chapter 21, verses 2 through 11. Hallelujah. Are we there, church? Hallelujah. Proverbs 21, verses 2 through 11. Every way of a man is right in his own eyes, but the Lord ponders the hearts. To do justice and judgment is more acceptable to the Lord than sacrifice. A high look, a proud heart, and the plowing of the wicked is sin. The thoughts of the diligent tend only to plenteousness, but of every one that is hasty only to want. Verse 6 says, the getting of treasures by a lying tongue is a vanity tossed to and fro of them that seek death. Verse 7, the robbery of the wicked shall destroy them because they refuse to do judgment. The way of man is froward and strange, but as for the pure, his work is right. Verse 9 says, it is better to dwell in a corner of the housetop than with a brawling woman in a white house. The soul of the wicked desires evil. His neighbor finds no favor in his eyes. And when the scorner is punished, the simple is made wise. And when the wise is instructed, he receives knowledge. What are we receiving from the word of God tonight? Knowledge. Amen. Let's continue reading. Verse 12. The righteous man wisely considers the house of the wicked, but God overthrows the wicked for their wickedness. Whoso stops his ears at the cry of the poor, he also shall cry himself, but shall not be heard. A gift in secret pacifies anger and a reward in the bosom strong wrath. Verse 15 says, it is joy to the just to do judgment, but destruction shall be to the workers of iniquity. The man that wanders out of the way of understanding shall remain in the congregation of the dead. So let us receive the instruction that God is gifting us tonight. 
Those are some deep words, amen? Things that we need to consider, each one of us, church. God isn't just speaking to Sister D today. He's speaking to each one of us. Because every man, especially in this time, thinks that they're doing things the right way. But what does the word of instruction tell us to do? We need to examine ourselves. We need to examine the way that we're living. If we're calling evil good, and we're calling good evil, then I would really just fall on my feet and say, Lord, I need you to correct me. Lord, what are the things that I am accepting from this world to come in and invade my privacy? Our temples are the temple of the Holy Spirit, and they cannot be contaminated. We have to make sure that we understand word by word the counsel of the Lord. It's for our own good. It's for us to grow spiritually, to be able to teach it, but we have to apply it. How can we say we desire faith when we don't even pray? How can we say, Lord, I want to increase in knowledge and understanding, but God says, when was the last time you opened up my word? How can God use our hands that we may lay hands on the sick and they be healed if we don't even have a relationship with God? Or we don't even pray but five minutes. That's why I love the book of Acts. Because these people were in the temple daily. These people prayed without ceasing. These people were willing to suffer afflictions. To also lay down their lives for this worthy cause. This everlasting gospel. We have to have that type of determination. We have to have that type of passion and desire to serve him wholeheartedly. To be willing to lay down our lives as well. What will this world offer us? I'm convinced that this world has nothing good to offer me. Or my family. Or this ministry. I'm convinced. I'm convinced. But are we convinced? Is the word of God enough for us? It should be. So I encourage you tonight to continue diving into scripture. I encourage you tonight to continue praying. Women of this house, continue praying. Those that are connected, continue praying. Start fasting. Enjoy that time to be with the Lord. To get those things out of us that are only hindering our walk. Those things that don't allow us to move or even lift up our hands or close our eyes. To be in the presence of the Almighty One of Israel. We have to enjoy those moments. We have to desire that time to be with the Lord. Because what will happen when that moment comes and they remove everything we know, even our family members from us, how will we respond? How will we respond in that hour? Amen? Let's go to Romans chapter 2, verses 1 through 11. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 2, amen, church. Hallelujah, we give you all the honor and all the glory, my King. Let me know when you guys are there. Hallelujah. So Romans chapter 2, verses 1 through 11. Let's see what this great word teaches us. Therefore, thou art inexcusable, O man, whosoever thou art that judges. For wherein thou judgest another, thou condemns thyself. 
for thou that judges does the same things. Verse 2 says, but we are sure that the judgment of God is according to truth against them which commit such things. Verse 3 says, and thinkest thou this, O man, that judges them which do such things and does the same, that thou shalt escape the judgment of God. Verse 4 says, Or despisest thou the riches of his goodness and forbearance and long suffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leads thee to repentance. But after thy hardness and impenitent heart treasures up unto thyself wrath against the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of God. Verse 6 says, who will render to every man according to his deeds? To them who by patient continuance in well, doing seek for glory and honor and immortality, eternal life. But unto them that are contentions and do not obey the truth, but obey unrighteousness, indignation and wrath. Nine says tribulation and anguish upon every soul of man that does evil of the Jew first and also of the Gentile. But glory, honor, and peace to every man that works good to the Jew first and also to the Gentile. For there is no respect of persons with God. Judgment will come to us all. We have to do good. Let's exercise to do good. Amen. Let's put that in our hearts. Let's do good. And all things because we're doing things for our king. Amen. That people may know. You know, Without Borders Global, they love the Lord. These people are on fire for the Lord. They love the word. They love the sound doctrine. We don't worship like the world. We don't teach or preach like the world. We're learning from the great one. We're learning from Jehovah Jireh, the God of Israel. We're learning directly from his word, amen? That is why he's come to correct us with so much love. He understands that we do fall short from meeting his glory. There's times that we have difficult seasons, but God's like, I've got you, I'm here. Just come, I draw near, but will you come near to me, says the Lord? Will you draw near? I want to give you of my heavenly treasures. My presence is heavenly. You have to treasure that presence. There's moments where I'm in awe because I can feel this, this beautiful presence in front of me, touching my hands, embracing me, something I've never felt before. You really have to be connected with the Lord to have those moments with him where he embraces you, where all you want to do is weep in his presence, where you know, Lord, I am safe here with you, Lord. Nothing will happen to me. I may be falling apart, going through a difficult season in my life, but yet in your presence, Lord, nothing moves me. I'm here. I know you have me. We have to understand that. We got to fall in love with the king. We got to fall in love with the God of Israel. It's time for us to really understand the ways of the Lord. Amen. Let us go into Colossians. Amen. Chapter 2. Colossians chapter 2. And we're going to end here, amen, verses 1 through 10. 
Alleluia. Colossians chapter 2, verses 1 through 10. For I would that ye know what great conflict I have for you. For them at Laodicea, and for as many as have not seen my face in the flesh, here's the Apostle Paul, amen, that their hearts might be comforted, being knit together in love, and unto all riches of the full assurance of understanding to the acknowledgement of the mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ, in whom are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And this I say, lest any man should beguile you with enticing words, for though I be absent in the flesh, yet am I, yet am I with you in the spirit, joying and beholding your order and the steadfastness of your faith in Christ. Hallelujah. As you have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. Amen. Let us be reminded. Let us walk ye in him. Seven. Rooted and built up in him. And established in the faith. As ye have been taught. Abounding therein with thanksgiving. Amen. Verse eight says. Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men after the rudiments of the world and not after Christ for in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily and ye are complete in him which is the head of all principality and of power let's go down to verses 18 through 23 and I will end with this, instruction, counsel, knowledge, and wisdom. Let no man beguile you of your reward in a, volunteer, in a voluntary humility and worshiping of angels, intruding into those things which he has not seen, vainly puffed up by his fleshly mind, and not holding the head from which all the body by joints and bands having nourishment ministered and knit together increases with the increase of God. Wherefore, if ye be dead with Christ from the rudiments of the world, why, as though living in the world, are ye subject to ordinances? Verse 21 says, touch, touch not, taste not, taste not, handle not. Verse 22 says, which all are to perish with the using after the commandments and doctrines of men, which things have indeed a show of wisdom in all inward worship and humility and neglecting of the body, not in any honor to the satisfying of the flesh. Amen. So we are to let go, remove ourselves from all those things of the world that do not come to edify us. Amen, church. So let us make sure to exit out of Babylon, get ourselves out of those doctrines of vanities, amen, things that men come up with and speak about that God's like, those things are not in line with my word. Get yourselves out of there because he's not respecters of men, amen. Why don't we rise up and let us give thanks to our king, 
for the word that he brought to us tonight. Amen. I have faith that you were edified tonight through his word. Remember that his word sanctifies us. Amen. And we tend to forget many things. We probably already forgot where we were at in scripture. But we have to remember, amen, that God is perfecting his bride. Amen. One without stain, without blemish, without spot, without wrinkle. Right? We have to make sure that we are at the perfection. When he returns, he finds us ready and prepared, each one of us. Amen? So why don't we take this time, amen, to pray for the offerings, to pray for everyone that couldn't make it today, for all those that are connected. We bless your lives. Thank you so much for tuning in, for always considering Without Borders Global. We know that God is raising up this ministry, amen, and we're increasing in spiritual knowledge, understanding, amen, spiritual discernment. And it's time for us to really rise up and understand what God is preaching to us in this day and age, amen, church? I also want to remind you, uh, Pastor has made this announcement in every service, but on Sunday, we will be meeting here, each one of us. We will be coming in to clean the house of the Lord. Amen. There's still a few more projects we have to finish. And if we are a big team that comes together, we will be able to accomplish many things. We should not see spider webs in the house of the Lord. We should not see any filth in the house of the Lord. Amen. It's our known duty and our known responsibility. So I know we have our midnight service on Saturday, but we will be here from 11 to 3. Amen. So let us make time. Amen. Let's make time. We're going to have a worship here. We're going to have food here. You guys know how we love to work as a family. So we'll prepare a great meal for all the hungry people in this place. 100% of us eat. Amen. We're always hungry. But we're hungry of the spiritual things and then the physical things. Amen. So let us pray. Amen. And, and God bless each one of you. Continue to pray for our pastor. He's having some, some back pain. Amen. And we got to pray for our pastor because we know that his, his role in corporate America is, is, pretty, is pretty rough. Amen. So why don't we pray? Lord God, I want to thank you, Lord Jesus, for this moment, Lord. I thank you, Father God, for this time that you've given us, Lord Jesus, to be in your presence, Lord. I thank you, Father God, for these words, Lord Jesus, that have come to edify us, Lord, as a house, Lord, as a bride, Lord Jesus. I thank you, Father God, because there's meaning in your word, Lord Jesus. There's correction in your word, Father God. I find you to be a God of love. I find you to be a God of forgiveness, Lord Jesus, of righteousness, Lord, of justice, Lord. And I thank you, Father God, for reminding us, Lord Jesus, that we need to exit ourselves completely, Lord, out of Egypt, Lord Jesus, out of the vanity, Father God, that this world gives, Lord Jesus. We have everything. We're complete with you, Lord Jesus. If only we're rooted in your word, Lord Jesus, in this sound doctrine that you've given us, Lord Jesus, that we may continuously, Father God, as one church, Lord Jesus, continue to read your scripture, Lord. To acquire knowledge, Lord Jesus, wisdom, understanding, Father God, that we may discern, Father God, and test every spirit, Lord Jesus, that we may continue to connect, Father God, in building the house right, Lord Jesus, building and establishing this great relationship with you, Father God. Because we have everything, Lord Jesus. You protect us, Lord. You heal us. You deliver us, Lord Jesus. You love us, Lord. 
but you also expect, Lord Jesus, that we obey you, Lord Jesus, that we may continue to increase, Father God, through your knowledge and your word, Lord Jesus, that we may rise up, Father God, and just like the church of Acts, Lord, take the word out there, Lord Jesus, this everlasting gospel, Lord, it's not just for us, Lord, it's for many, for everyone, Lord, that is willing to accept it, Lord, and forsake a life of sin, Lord Jesus. I ask that you continue to prepare us, Lord Jesus. Equip us, Father God. Lord Jesus, that we, Father God, may continue to hear your voice, Lord Jesus. And continue to apply, Father God, your word, Lord Jesus. And live it wholeheartedly, Lord. I ask, Father God, that you continue, Father God, to stir up our hearts, Lord Jesus. Our spirit, Father God, cleanse us, Father God. Forgive us, Lord. Lord, we have fallen short, Lord Jesus, from meeting your kingdom today, Lord Jesus. Help us, Father God. Allow us, Father God, to forgive those that offend us, Lord. Teach us to love, Father God, without expecting anything in return, Lord. Let there be love in our hearts, Father God. Let there be sincerity, integrity, honesty, Lord, in each one of our hearts, Lord Jesus. And teach us, Father God, to worship you, to render worship to you, my King, because there is no God like you, Lord Jesus. And I thank you for this great opportunity, Father God, where we can come in and congregate together, Lord Jesus, to spend time, Father God, and be in your presence, Lord Jesus. I thank you for the children in this house, Lord. I thank you for the families, Father God, in this house, Lord Jesus. I thank you, Father God, for the leaders you're raising up in this house, Lord. Strong pillars in this house, Lord Jesus. I thank you for the life of our pastor, Father God. Give him rest, Lord Jesus. Heal the pain in his back, Lord Jesus. Give him peace, Father God, in his heart, Lord Jesus. We know, Father God, that it's not easy, Father God, when you have that big responsibility, Father God, that you've given, Father God, the leaders in this time, Lord. I ask that you continue building him up, Father God, that he continue, Father God, always putting his eyes on you, my King. And I thank you for the free will offerings, Lord Jesus, that will come in, Father God, online, Father God, or in this basket, Lord Jesus. I thank you for all the brethren, Father God, that sow in this ministry, Lord Jesus, for all those, Father God, that are willing, Father God, to sow into the projects that we have locally and globally, Lord, that you'd be the one to reward them and honor them, Father God. I thank you for this precious word, Father God. I thank you for the spiritual meal you gave us tonight, Lord, for the wonderful worship, Lord Jesus, you gave us, Lord. And I thank you for the peace you brought in this house, Lord. We give you all the honor and all the glory that you deserve. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and the church of God says, amen and amen. Give a shout of praise, amen. And we are officially excused. God bless each one of you, amen.